All right. Well, hey, good morning, everyone. This is John. I'm back once again. Talk to you about some of the trending articles in the crypto news space. Uh, so let's get into things as we finish up August here. As always, thanks to all those who have subscribed. And you can find a link down below that you can follow so you can check out these articles for yourself. So let's hop on into article number one. Uniswap just passed up Coinbase Pro and daily volume. So, bam. Uniswap is the most widely used decentralized exchange or DEX on Ethereum. Uh, it surpassed Coinbase and daily volume on August the 30th. Uh, the explosive growth of the decentralized finance or DeFi market has pushed many investors over to DEXs versus central exchanges. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for this and we'll get into them down below. But according to Uniswap, the platform processed $426 million in a 24-hour period. At the same time, Coinbase only did about $349, so womp womp. Um, but Uniswap is growing uh, a lot due to DeFi. Uh, since June, actually, the total value locked in DeFi protocols has gone from $1 billion to $7.7 billion. And in fact, some people are now starting to say it's closer to nine. So DeFi is uh, pumping, uh, though total value locked or TVL is not the most accurate depiction of the actual amount of money in the project. It's this whole big thing because you can leverage tokens multiple times, but there's still a lot of money locked up in DeFi and it's only continuing to increase. Uh, so following this surge, many small DeFi-related tokens, especially governance tokens, so the DeFi protocols themselves release tokens for their DEXs that you can use to participate in the governance of the DEX. Um, since as a decentralized entity, there's no one person, it's more democracy in its purest form. Uh, so these governance tokens have emerged. Uh, before they're listed on centralized exchanges, they typically launch on Uniswap since it doesn't require the approval of central entities. And that is the big deal there and why Uniswap has been able to really, really grow because it's one of the only places you can get some of these DeFi tokens before they get listed on the big boys. Um, and if you can get them on Uniswap when they get listed on the big boys, um, typically there's a pretty big price increase that comes with it. So. Many small to mid-cap DeFi-related tokens are actively traded on Uniswap, especially those that aren't listed on the major ones. So the surging user activity on Uniswap also coincides with a notable increase in daily Ethereum transaction volume. I mean, Ether scans showing like we have like over a million Ethereum transactions in August, uh, which is almost double what it was in January. So it fluctuates up and down, up and down. It looks like we're currently in a slight down swing, um, but I would expect that number to only increase. Though a lot of people are asking, is DeFi sustainable? Um, I mean, the pace of DeFi's growth has gone to a point where it could be more lucrative to quote, harvest. DeFi coins than to actually mine. Um, you pay your fee, you get your DeFi coins, you hold it for like a month or two, and then you sell it. I mean, 
with the sheer momentum of the DeFi market right now and the volume on Uniswap, it kind of looks like the DeFi market's upward trend has no signs of slowing down as of yet. Um, but as always, comes with a fair amount of risk, but this is crypto and risk is what we do. But yeah, good for DeFi. So uh, let's hop on over here, talk about VeChain a little bit. So uh, pretty pretty good stuff to talk about here. So as data from the VeChain Block Explorer VeChain stat shows, project tokens that are built on the VeChain Thor blockchain are currently experiencing a steady increase in transaction volume by about a thousand percent since April. As shown in the following chart below, which I'll talk us through the following uh, coins, eight hours, player, safe haven, and ocean ex in particular are leading the development uh, as justin bennett the founder of daily price action noted the combined transaction volume of project tokens on the vchain thor blockchain has experienced a steep increase of a thousand percent since april with the eight hours token leading the charge uh, so the eight hours token had just under 8,000 clauses in January. Um, so just so you're aware, a transaction contain many clauses, which are multiple transactions that are bundled together. So on the blockchain, it takes a bunch of transactions, bundles them up into a clause, and sends them through the network. Um, it went from 8,000 to 18,000 in August, so it's definitely growing. But um, these tokens only make up a small percentage of total volume on the VeChain Thor blockchain. Um, there is a lot, lot, a lot more VeChain moving around right now. But just so you're aware, the 8 hours token is the native token of the play table ecosystem. Toy manufacturers and game developers have to buy uh, 8 hours token or EHRT on the open market to register toys and assign data to their products and the purchases and sales of games are made in eight hours so uh, the eight hours foundation is trying to create ways for people to like connect and play and strengthen social fabrics through social interactions it's an interesting little project it seems to be seeing some success with a transaction volume increase like that but as always it's interesting to see that not just ethereum has and not just eos have got some uh, interesting tokens built off their platforms. Uh, this is good for VeChain as you become an ecosystem, being able to have these tokens and have these tokens succeed on top of yours only continues to show the viability of your project. So good on them. But hey, let's hop on over and talk about Cardano. So Charles Hoskinson loves his surprise AMAs. Uh, he unveiled new plans for the Cardano ecosystem and talked about the progress of the past few days. Uh, Cardano is on its way to becoming a fully decentralized network. Currently, the stake pools are taking over and doing 24% of block production, while the remaining 76% is validated by the federated nodes of IOHK. And every epoch, it slowly and slowly and slowly increases. Eventually, it will get to the point where all of the blocks are being produced by the fully decentralized network 
without the federated, well, the federated nodes may still exist, but they will not be doing the vast majority of the work, which is good. It'll make it truly decentralized, and it's good to see it's moving that direction. Uh, furthermore, IOHK will roll out peer-to-peer -peer governance for Cardano in September, so next month, uh, starting tomorrow. <laughs> this will further improve performance and further decentralize the network. Um, the Gogan teams are working on their phase three rollout so they can have native assets. Um, the Plutus Foundation, and in the final phase, the Plutus application framework, so that way you can program and build things on Cardano. Ooh, lucky, lucky us, happy day. Uh, Hoskinson also announced that IOHK will develop a DSL or domain-specific language for smart contract specification. This will allow developers to have the option of a certified smart contract. This has already been done uh, several times in other blockchains. For example, certified ERC-20 tokens do exist on Ethereum. Uh, there are currently some challenges that he's hoping to address, as he stated. Uh, it's generally very hard because the tools are not so good. They require a lot of domain expertise, and they are very heavy. So there's a lot of discussion on how we build a lightweight specification DSL that can sit in tandem with your contract and can verify properties around it. So they're definitely working on it. Um, this is gonna take place independently of Marlowe, which is the language for smart contracts they've already developed. So they're continuing to push forward with new ideas. Um, he also admitted that they're investing a lot of time recently into DeFi. Uh, in addition to planning, the IOHK CEO referred to a partnership with Emergo, which is one of their partner firms. It aims to develop a stablecoin for the Cardano ecosystem. They'll test it out on the Ergo blockchain and then migrate it over to Cardano. Um, so it's one of the first steps in DeFi. Uh, and he was also quoted as saying, uh, reality is that first mover advantage is actually a disadvantage in DeFi. Eh, so he says, I'm not sure if I agree with him on that, but uh, let's, hear, let's hear what he has to say about why. Uh, those network effects are often covered with mistakes and scars and explosion. Uh, Yam Finance would be a good example of an explosion. Uh, you actually want to be an imitator. There's going to be a mass exodus because those first mover architectures and designs are just too inflexible and Cardano is better suited as a platform. Well, he uh, believes in his project. I will give him that much as to whether or not Cardano will be able to make up ground compared to Ethereum. That remains to be seen, but I got to admit that uh, if they're going to be able to do it, it's going to be them cardano has proven pretty well that uh, they've got uh, they've got what it takes to become a big player though that's not to say they don't have competition tezos is getting to the DeFi game as we touched on a few days ago basically everyone's getting to the DeFi game tron's already dropping some stuff into the DeFi game we're going to talk about them here in just a little bit as well so we've got uh, we've got some stuff going on and we'll see where this takes us but as always Charles is keeping us very up to date. He's a low-key hype man for Cardano to uh, Justin Sun's high-key hype man. So that does it for Cardano. Let's pop on over to um, Ethereum for a second. So a researcher published an article or published a, a report that Ethereum is vulnerable to front runners. 
So I'm going to read this article. It's a little dense, but we'll see. So uh, this is according to Dan Robinson, a research partner with the crypto asset investment firm Paradigm. So he said in a blog post, the design of Ethereum's mempool, or set of unconfirmed transactions, is where the vulnerability lies. He said arbitrage bots monitor pending transactions in the Ethereum mempool and attempt to exploit profitable opportunities created by them. Uh, these bots typically look for specific types of transactions in the mempool, such as a DEX trade or an Oracle update, and try to front run them according to a predetermined algorithm. Confused yet? Me too. Okay, so front runners look for any transactions that they could profitably forward trade by copying it and replacing addresses with their own. They can even execute the transaction and copy profitable internal transactions generated by its execution trace. So basically, ooh, that's sitting pending. We're gonna push through a better transaction only with our stuff um, and possibly confuse the system or possibly profit from it. So he actually devised a plan to extract the money in cooperation with a team of smart contract engineers and another team of Ethereum security engineers. Uh, they were trying to confuse the transaction so the arbitrage bots could not detect there was a connection to anything, uh, but the plan didn't succeed. So he talked about you know the lessons he learned in this blog post and also warning miners of a similar fate if they don't pay close attention. So basically keep an eye on your transactions. Uh, this bot thing, I'm assuming now that it's a pretty uh, fairly large article that's making the rounds, they're probably already working on a solution to this that will be patched in a soft update. Um, but still kind of, I uh, don't think it's gonna affect anyone in day-to-day -day transactions. They're probably targeting larger transactions. So all you whales who listen, uh, watch out. But yeah, uh, kind of weird. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Slightly confused by it. But hey, such is life. Alrighty. Oh, man. Hey, let's hop on over here in just a sec and talk about some Tron. Alrighty. So, oh, yeah. Good old Justin's son. Got to talk about some Tron doing his thing. So he announced something big for the Tron ecosystem. Uh, in typical style, he made an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> in the tweet, he stated that he will make the announcement public in the coming days. Uh, in addition, he merely indicated that not only Tron, but also BitTorrent, Just, and Win will benefit from the decision. So uh, something for the whole Tron community, a new start, a new experiment, a new adventure. The best is yet to come. Oh, oh, Justin's son. Uh, the references to the new announcement are pretty sparse, though, and there's currently like no dominant assumption circulating in the Tron community. However, given the current hype around DeFi, people are thinking it's probably going to be something about Tron's DeFi ecosystem. Uh, they do have the Just Swap platform like Uniswap, um, and I think they're getting around like $10 million a day in volume or liquidity. I can't quite remember, uh, but they're off to a decent start. I will give them that much. Uh, within the crypto and Twitter community, however, the announcement was met with harsh criticism, as is many things that Tron, or in particular Justin Sun does. Some users accused Sun of trying to manipulate the price of Tron with the tweet. 
Um, basically what he's doing was pretty common back in 2017 uh, to pump the price of a cryptocurrency, though uh, it doesn't seem to be as successful. Uh, Tron's price showed no major reaction to the announcement at the time of writing and traded about where it's been at about 2.6 cents uh, US dollars with a slight increase in the last 24 hours. I mean, it's up on the month overall. It was down in like the one cent mark there for a little bit. So it is up, but uh, it remains to be seen if this will be a uh, big announcement for them uh, or not. Um, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on Tron, honestly, an awful lot. I mentioned that before on this channel. They're just, uh, they're doing a lot of things right and they're doing a lot of things wrong. So well, it remains to be seen how they will do. They are still, you know, in the top 20 by market cap, I believe. So it's not like they are dead. They're actually a fairly active ecosystem. But hey, Talk about DeFi again. I think that's the third DeFi article I've got. Uh, yeah, so decentralized finance hit another milestone. They're saying the total value lock just hit $9 billion, with Aave being the largest with $1.71 billion locked, and they've got quite a few upgrades coming down the pipeline. Uh, the excitement for DeFi hasn't waned, even with the proliferation of DeFi projects. DeFi tokens have outperformed Bitcoin. Uh, tokens related to the DeFi infrastructure like Chainlink's Link have also surged. Exchanges have also listed many of the more popular DeFi tokens. I mean, MakerDAO's got over a billion. Balancer's got over a billion. Curve's got over a billion. Yearn is closing in on a billion. Synthetics has gotten like the 800 million mark. Uh, Yearn, their Wi-Fi token is like 38 thousand dollars almost forty thousand dollars it's pretty crazy how they're um doing it i mean it's yearn is just crushing it all for a quote unquote worthless token uh ease of use and security are still the major problems they need to overcome and i agree and i'm hoping that they do it soon because once they can make this something that every man can use it's gonna be pretty pretty nuts so just so you know we're gonna pop back over talk about ethereum but this in a little better light not talking about them being vulnerable to front runners we got to talk about the fact that there are currently 1.1 million test ethereum tokens now staked on their medallia test net for ethereum 2.0 Validator participation is trending at 74%, which is well above the 66% threshold they needed for the testnet. Uh, the average staking balance of 32 Ethereum has been maintained by the validators, who are now almost 38,000 in number. Um, and this comes amidst the total value of USD value locked in DeFi nearing 8 billion, or according to the other article, 9 billion. So we got some disagreements. Both were published today. Yeah. Now that one was, well, one was 21 hours ago and one was uh, just a little bit ago. So it's, uh, there's some disagreement even on what the true TVL is. But yeah, there's been a surge in staking. A lot of people are getting more confident. I, for one, am hugely, hugely ready for Ethereum to roll out staking. I'm very excited for it. 
I think it's what will take Ethereum to the next level. Uh, it, you know, Medallia is a test network, so there's a variety of issues. They had a pretty bad one that almost caused the whole network to go down from one of their um, pool operators. I'm trying to remember which one, and I can't. All I know is that they uh, patched it pretty quickly and got things up and running, which is something you expect on a testnet. Uh, work out the kinks now so you don't have a problem later. Uh, code changes, rollbacks, and, you know, all these things can and probably will happen. It's a good idea to do it because there's no real value, so you don't have to worry about losing confidence in your main token. But this is a big move for Ethereum as the public blockchain is changing the consensus protocol from proof of work to proof of stake here sometime in the future. Uh, it will take some time before the users and community participants can acquaint themselves with the workings of the new setup. I'm very excited for this. It should help ease network congestion and only serve to push DeFi higher in my opinion. So yeah, good move on Ethereum, not just patch, patch up this weird uh, front runner thing. There we go. But hey, finish things off today. Uh, Uniswap has a rival out there, SushiSwap. Um, its logo looks like the Neon Cat with a sushi roll. It's a sushi cat. It's, oh my god. So, so dumb. But they offer incentives for those contributing to its liquidity pool in the form of sushi tokens. So it's kind of a weird uh, DeFi DEX thing. But it has not been audited for security or usability, so it could be a very risky investment if things don't pan out. So think of sushi swap as Uniswap meets yield farming. It's similar enough. Uh, it's a liquidity provider like Uniswap that rewards those who put liquidity into its smart contracts with a portion of the trading fees. But in addition to that, SushiSwap offers Sushi tokens as an incentive for contributing to its liquidity pool. In that, it's a little like DeFi lending protocols which offer governance tokens as a reward for using them. Uh, like these governance tokens, Sushi can be sold on secondary markets. Uh, and it's it's taken off a little bit. There's about 16 million of liquidity for sushi over on Uniswap, where its price is about $2.45 and its volume's 30 million. So they're keen to compete with Uniswap and it's actually offering extra sushi bonuses for those who migrate their Uniswap tokens over for the first uh, roughly two weeks. Dang. Uh, Sushi Swamp has yet to be audited, as we've said before, so it could be a pretty risky investment if things don't pan out. You do gotta be careful with it. Um, as we saw with Yam not being audited, not having a uh, quote-unquote competent adult around, uh, could be a death knell for the project. And of course, Sushi Swamp uh, just sounds like a meme name that came up but hey that's crypto baby this thing could be uh the next big player that rivals uniswap for uh dominance in the market so you just you really never know though if that becomes the case i'm hoping they update their logo so that does it for the trending articles of the day let's pop on over to coin market cap take a look at some of the trending top 10 coins by market cap uh let's see bitcoin eh, it's pretty flat but it's up by about 0.7 percent ethereum's up six percent clocking in at 432 buckaroonies 
good for them. XRP is up a percent and a third. Bitcoin Cash is up 1.64%. Oh my lord, Chainlink is down 6.35%, but it's still sitting about $16.26, so it's not doing too bad. Litecoin's up 5%. Uh, Bitcoin SV is up 2%. Crypto.com coins up 5%. Binance coin is slightly up. But yeah, they're doing pretty good. Uh, EOS and Cardano are in the green as well. Uh, nothing too crazy going on. Yearn.finance Finance is currently number 23. And it is sitting at $34,242.56 per token, up 12.5%. So uh, it's making some moves. We Yearn keeps on this course. We might be talking about it in the top 10 in the next uh, couple weeks, days? I mean, dear Lord. So yeah, but that does it for today. If you made it to this point, why not subscribe? You might as well. You get to hear me talk uh, almost daily. But yeah, no, thanks for all those who've done so. I, I really do appreciate it. And as always, links down in the description where you can find all the articles talked about. So y'all have a good day and come back now, you hear?